So Money episode 1498, the ultimate teen money hack for parents with guest Dan Sheeks, author of First to a Million. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. One of the most important aspects to this strategy, and that is letting the teen make mistakes while they're, again, in the protection of your household and your supervision. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnoosh Chirabi. You know, April is Financial Literacy Month, and we are focusing today on teaching teenagers about money. This is an important time in their lives before they're off on their own. Maybe they're going to college. They're claiming their independence when they leave the nest. You want to make sure they know the basics, how to budget, how to save, what is investing, what to do with that paycheck. And our guest today, Dan Cheeks, he's a So Money favorite, had him on the show earlier this year. He's back to talk about how to educate teens around this very important topic. He has an ultimate teen money hack for parents. In fact, Dan is the founder of Sheik's Freaks, which is a community that provides tools, tips, and strategies to help young people achieve early financial freedom. He's also the author of the book, First to a Million. You'll have to listen to learn Dan's hack. And I must say, I think we're going to be doing it when our kids are in high school. Here's Dan Sheeks. Dan Sheeks, welcome back to So Money. I must say, probably a record having a guest back on the show when you were just on, I think a month ago. I liked you so much. Your advice was so good. Last time we talked about how to prepare your kids for a fulfilling financial life, the lessons to teach your kids um, throughout the ages. And now you're back with a very specific topic. And I love this because I have, I'm taking notes. My kids aren't there yet, but they will be soon. Teen money principles. And you have a what's called the ultimate teen money hack. We're going to have you walk us through it. First, welcome back. And maybe you could start us out with just why it's so important to educate our teens about money and what are they really what are they really capable of at this age learning you know sometimes I think we underestimate um, how much kids can really retain at this age yeah well first thanks for having me back Farnish I'm happy to be back here and, and breaking records with the quickest turnaround for yeah. a second visit every teen is different as, as we know and some of them are going to gravitate towards money strategies and financial literacy more than others some of them are going to be very invested in it and some of them are going to not really care. This strategy we're going to talk about today, the ultimate teen money hack for parents is what I call it. It's for Mm -hmm. parents to use with their teens. It's one that I I kind of view it as the capstone or the end of their homeschool financial education system where the parent is going to use this for the last year, maybe two that that teenager is living with them before they go off to college or after high school. Uh, it can absolutely be used earlier for maybe say a 14, 15, 16 year old, but it really is going to be the culmination of a lot of money um, lessons that have been taught in the household. And I, I know your listeners are obviously very um, passionate about money and that's why they listen to your podcast. So if they have kids at home, um, they're probably already teaching their kids about some of the things 
you know, how money works and how to save, how to invest, how to create extra income. And so those things all need to be in place. And then this strategy is really the, the capstone project for them, if you will. We're going to dive into that strategy. You're going to walk us through it. But maybe first you could also share some of the mistakes that parents make when it comes to financial literacy with their teen kids, the, the ways that an allowance could backfire, for example, or some parents are anti-allowance. They're like, we're just going to pay for everything um, because we want to do it our way. We want to make sure that we're the ones who are deciding where and how our kids go and spend. Can you talk a little about what you've seen parents do differently and maybe that it wasn't helpful, which then again inspired the ultimate teen money hack for parents? Yeah. And first of all, no judgment here, right? For parents, if you're not, if you're not employing all these different money strategies with your kids, then that's fine. But I, I think the common mistakes I see parents make are, first of all, and, and probably most importantly, they're, they're not talking about money in their household. Just having money conversations at the dinner table, driving to the grocery store, whatever, walking the dog, those money conversations, they will sink in. And, and even if the teen or younger isn't, even if they don't seem like they're paying attention and learning, they are, they absolutely are. They're, they're, you're planting seeds that will hopefully blossom maybe later. So having money conversations, um, allowing your teenager to have a credit card, if they're under 18, um, adding them as an authorized user for your credit card account is huge to let them learn how to use a credit card responsibly while they're under the protection of your household and your supervision rather than out on their own. I think parents not allowing teens to have a part-time job of some kind, whether that's a summer job or weekends, really that's important so that that teenager understands the value of a dollar and how much work goes into earning $100. Right. All good uh, to lay the groundwork for this hack. And and I'll talk about it at a very high level. I'll, I'll then give you the mic to, to, to get, kind of walk us through it. But what I understand is that this hack for parents is you, mom, dad, you engage with your child to figure out what is the monthly budget? What are the expenses that the parents are making on behalf of their children, for their children, day to day, month to month, over the course of a year? Then it's distributing that to their children. Um, so if it's $500 a month, here's $500, goes in their checking account. And now knowing what the parents have been usually spending uh, for them, they go and do it instead. So it teaches budgeting. If they're using their debit card and, and credit card, it's, it's giving them practice with that. It's also perhaps giving them these opportunities to think about needs versus wants. So yeah, this is how mom and dad have been spending for me, but maybe I have different ways of spending and I want to shift how the money gets spent. And that's something that you, you say can be done. And it's a kind of a living, breathing contract between child and parent. But walk us through this because I have questions like, how do you decide what goes into that monthly budget, that monthly payout? Um, what if a kid wants to also get a job? Where does that money can they do whatever they want with that money now? Like my son just has to have an allowance. And I said, that's fine, but you can't just spend it. You have to do multiple things with it. And in my, in his mind, he wants an allowance so that every week he can go to the card store and get Pokemon cards. And I want to prevent him from doing that. So we have to have a contract. Um, so what do you recommend in terms of 
really getting to the specifics of this so that it's successful for both mom, dad, child. I'll try to attack it from the front end, the the preparation stage for this strategy, right? It's this is it's it's a completely customizable and adjustable strategy. Uh, as I explain it, if if a parent out there is thinking, there's no way my team is ready for this, there's no way they could handle it, you can absolutely phase it in in pieces. Um, but I will explain it as as the full blown strategy that you know we would hope a teenager could get to, but they may not. Um, so yeah, the, the preparation in the beginning, the parents have a little bit of homework to get ready for this strategy. Uh, as you mentioned, the parent needs to determine how much money they're spending on their on their teenager really in a given year. And as we all know, sometimes certain expenses fluctuate or sometimes there are one-time like annual big expenses like a summer camp, for, in, for instance. So the parent needs to take all of that into consideration. And, and I suggest that when I work with parents, I say, track, start tracking the spending on your child for at least a few months, three or four months. Best case scenario, you do it for an entire year because then you can include all of those one-time annual expenses um, and you won't miss anything. And some of those change year to year, but at least tracking it for three or four months and then adding in any of those extra one-times, one-time expenses, come up with a number for the entire year and then divide by 12. And so that is some homework the parent needs to do ahead of time. One of the cool things that parents share is when they have the conversation with their teen to introduce their teenager to the strategy and to say, here's what we're going to do. It's fun for the parent to lead with, hey, Sam, I want you to know that for the next year, I am going to be depositing, and the number is usually pretty sizable. I don't think even parents realize how much we spend on our kids. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be depositing $1,500 into your checking account on the first of every month for the next year. Teenager light up, right? Like that's, that's a kind of a cool thing. I'm going to get $1,500 a year or, or a month. And then, you know, parents say, well, the, the downside is, is you're going to pay for all of your stuff. You're going to pay for everything that uh, all of your expenses, there's one exception, which I'll talk about later. So then the, the teenager, to do the strategy effectively, there has to be continuous monthly or biweekly meetings between the parent and, and the teenager, talking about adjustments that might need to be made, making sure that the teenager is budgeting for those big expenses coming up. And as the parent has tracked their expenses, they really have what, in essence, created their own a budget for the teenager. So the parent wants to share that with the teenager and say, I know that over the course of a year, you spend X amount or, or we spend X amount on your clothing. We spend X amount on your food. We spend X amount on your extracurricular activities. And so I'm going to build that into the monthly paycheck that's going to go into your checking account. But you're going to need to budget correctly because sometimes you may, it may not be a bill you have every month. It may be once every three months. It may be once a year. And you're going to have to save money in the meantime to pay for that when it comes. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're giving your child $1,500 a month. Let's just keep with that example. But summer camp is 3000 8000 whatever it is, right? Summer camp is so crazy. It, you know, this is th the first time this child's ever, I mean, it's hard enough for a parent to do that, who's experienced, who's been making money for many years. Um, what are some of the mistakes we can expect that parents can expect when your kid fails and it could be inevitable because they maybe spent 1600 that month? What are the, some of the things that parents should look out for 
and how to remedy some of their mistakes. Not so that they don't learn, right? You want them to learn. So how do they fail forward? So that, that's a great question because it brings up one of the most important aspects to this strategy, and that is letting the teen make mistakes while they're, again, in the protection of your household and your supervision. And so as a parent, you, of course, have access. You can log in and you can look at their checking account and their savings account. And if they have a credit card, you can look at their, I mean, real time, go on the app and you can see where their money is going, where it's where they're spending their money. And, and you want to monitor that, obviously. But if the parent steps in and saves them from making mistakes, we're, we're not allowing the strategy to do what it needs to do. We want them to, to make the mistakes, learn their lessons the hard way now, when mom and dad are there to bail them out. And so if we can tell as a parent that they're not saving them enough for that summer camp month to month and putting it into their savings account, let them let that play out. And then when the summer camp comes, if they really want to go to you and it's $3,000 and in their savings account, they have $1,000, that's the teaching moment. And so as a parent, you can say, well, what should you have been doing? What could you have done better? We don't want to keep them from enjoying a summer camp or a family vacation um, as a parent you can still stipulate that you are going to go to that summer camp. You are going to go on our family vacation. And so if they didn't save enough money, then the solution is to loan them money Mm -hmm. at whatever interest rate the parent wants to (laughs) charge, which is a very real life situation. Again, what we're really doing with the strategy is we're teaching them how to manage their money in the real world, but while they're still at home and they have the safety net and, and we as parents can teach them along the way, but you got to let them make the mistakes. It reminds me of that episode of The Cosby Show when Theo, his dad gave him like, you know, money for the real world and immediately took out 30% for taxes. Along the way, do you think it's as important to talk about these other things that with a normal paycheck you would have to learn in terms of like the tax payout and maybe even using part of that to invest? How else could parents leverage this hack to talk about some of the other things in personal finance beyond budgeting and saving. Yeah, so I love the Cosby Show. That's that's going way back. Um, you remember that episode? Oh, yeah. It was classic. And, and so that is actually what I recommend in in the Quick Guide, which again is free, and I'll send it to any of your listeners who want it. The Quick Guide will lay out all the possible expenses. And so what I suggest, and again, the parents can do it however they want. They can they can ease their way into it, or they can go all in right out of the gate. So let's say you are, let's say on the first of every month, the parent is depositing $1,500 into the teenager's checking account. We're going to do that because it feels like a direct deposit paycheck. It feels like they're getting paid on the first of every month. But then as a parent, you say, bill number one is, and this is a strategy I think all parents should be teaching is pay yourself first. So bill number one at the, on the second of every month, perhaps, you're going to transfer a certain percentage of that $1,500 into your savings account for a future investment, whether that's uh, stocks, bonds, starting a little business, something like that. We want to get them practicing using the pay yourself first strategy because I think that's the most important thing we can teach anyone around money. Then you set up due dates for bills as a parent. There are due dates where you need to pay me for certain bills. And the way they pay you is simply to transfer money back into the parent's checking account. So the first one is taxes. Um, So a third of the $1,500, so roughly 500, is gonna go back to the parents to pay for taxes. Okay. Second, maybe rent is due on the fifth of the month and they have to 
you know, the teenager can go in and transfer money whenever they want, but I suggest having some different due dates so that they um, have to come up with their own system to make sure they don't miss payments or have a, a late payment. Um, so maybe rent is a couple hundred dollars a month. They pay that back to the parents. So a lot of the, the bills are actually them transferring money back to their parents by a specific due date. But sometimes it's them using their debit card or credit card at the Chipotle or the Jimmy John's while they're having lunch with their friends. So they're actually, you know, spending money out of their account directly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, taxes, we, we want them to feel what taxes are like. So getting more into the weeds of this, let's say I haven't started this yet, but I'm a parent looking at all of the things that I've spent money on my kid in the last three to six months. And like, truth be told, some of that stuff is not maybe required or necessary, but because I was in control, I did the, I made it, I made the decision. Do you have to assume that you have to then have a similar a budget for your kid? Like what it, can parents save money? I guess this is what I'm, can parents save money on this plan? You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like that's an incentive for the parents to do this. You've been spending $3,000 a month on your kid, but maybe now it's like, I'm going to do 2000 because that extra thousand was just, you know, one too many restaurants and, you know, ski trips or whatever. But like now we're really budgeting and we want to be more conservative um, and we can cushion for those things, those extras. But if my kid is in charge, I want to, I don't want to give him all the money. I want to give him like just enough. Yeah. It's, it's a process to, to kind of tweak the the monthly paycheck. Um, and those are conversations that, again, the, the parent and the teenager should be having on a regular basis. Uh, the teenager, of course, is going to come back and say, you're not giving me enough. I'm not, I don't have enough money. And the parent, the parent can look at exactly where their money is going by logging into the, the accounts and, and say, well, I'm looking at last week and you spent $150 at restaurants. That's probably too much. Um, how can we dial that back a bit? And so it, it doesn't have to be perfect and it's, it's not going to be perfect. Um, but the lessons the teenagers are going to learn along the way. Uh, and as a parent, you can give a bonus, um, a holiday bonus, uh, okay. which will help them pay for some holiday gifts perhaps. Uh, and so the teenagers, just it, there's going to be some trial and error um, and there's going to be some mistakes made even from the parents part, but I, it's, Definitely still worth trying. And if they get a job that's like their side hustle, they can do with that whatever they want? Or should there be some expectations around that as well from parents to kids? Yeah, that's a question I get all the time. So let's say that the teenager has a part-time job and they're making maybe $400 a month. We kind of keep everything in month increments because it keeps it easy. So if they're bringing in $400 a month, babysitting, working at a restaurant, something like that, then the parent and the teenager can have a conversation. Is all of that money just going to be extra or are they going to be responsible for paying for some of their, you know, they're going to pay for their share of the cell phone bill, their, their share of the utility bill. And so should maybe half of that go towards living expenses and, and the other half they can keep and use for fun stuff on their own. That's a conversation that the parent and the teenager should have and, and kind of work out amongst themselves. I like the idea too of uh, you talked about debit, credit. You know, credit cards can be a little dicey when you're you know 16, 17, but making your kid an authorized user on your existing card, that's probably what I will do. And I'd want to know, get your thoughts on, you know, helping your kid establish credit 
most importantly, I think it's about establishing credit and then it's about learning how to properly use credit. So maybe creating some sort of, you know, you can use this authorized user card, but only on these three things. Yeah. And there are actually cards where you can set it up that way. Um, yeah. So again, every teenager is different. Uh, you as a parent should have a pretty good feel of, you know, whether they would be responsible with a credit card. Um, and you can set the credit limit and you can set the types of, uh, you know, there are certain cards that allow parameters to be set by the parent. I, I recommend if your teenager seems like they would be responsible enough to handle it well, not perfect, but well, then I recommend that the parent gets um, a, a separate credit card, uh, op- opens up an account and then adds the teenager as an authorized user. The parent will never use that credit card, but they mm-hmm. give the the credit card with the teenager's name on it to the teenager. And they say, you have a $300 credit limit per month uh, or credit limit. You can use this credit card. You will have to pay the credit card bill out of your checking account and you'll have to pay it on time in full every month. That's a rule that you have to do, but allow them to use the credit card, you know, in, in which is going to build their credit score because it's an authorized user on the adult's account. And they're going to start feeling what it, what it's like to use a credit card. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, if they make mistakes, let's let them make the mistakes, learn how credit cards can turn into a nightmare if you don't pay off the entire balance or if you miss a payment so that they have to pay those fees and that interest and learn what it's like now rather than later. Because the truth is, Dan, they're going to be doing this on their own in five years, you know, so maybe it feels premature as people are listening, going, how can my 15, 16 year old get a handle on this? They don't even turn in their work assignments at school on time, you know, when else? Because they're going to do this anyway, when they're 21, when they're 22, when they're out of the house and they have no sense of, they have no frame of reference. Um, So when you go back and talk to parents and the teens later, like, I don't know if you've allowed enough time to go by to be able to have the opportunity to go back and talk to these families. Like, what do they say? What were were some of the the real benefits that the kids took with them into college and and beyond? The big takeaway from the teenager's perspective is the teens in the beginning are very excited because they all of a sudden have all this money coming into their account. And it feels very powerful, I think, for the teenager to be responsible for their own um, expenses and their own personal finance. Then they kind of get into the groove and they realize this is a lot of work, you know, budgeting and planning and paying bills on time, but it's lessons that we need to teach them. Right. And then after, you know, after they've been out of the house for uh, a couple of years, I only had, I've only had a couple that have been, you know, that far into it. The general sentiment is that, yeah, they, they realize the valuable lessons they learned using the strategy that you know, help them manage their money intelligently after they left the house, which is the whole point. Tell us where we can get the full download. I think we talked a lot about the how-to and the what's involved, but there is, it would be so helpful for parents to actually download this and and use it step-by-step. So tell us where we can find that information. Anybody listening, please email me and I will respond with these resources around the Ultimate Teen Money Hack. I'll also send you some other free resources. So as far as this strategy goes, I have a free work-free contract that really helps the the parent and the teenager sit down, have the conversation about what is this going to look like? Who's responsible for what? What happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? It's just a one-page contract that really sets the table. Um, I have a quick guide, which is free. I also have an ebook, which is $15. 
anybody can email me and I will send them links to all of those things and, and more. Dan at sheiksfreaks.com. So D-A-N at S-H-E-E-K-S-F-R-E-A-K-S.com. Dan Sheiks, thank you so much. Wealth of knowledge. This is a really hot topic, as you know, in my community and clearly yours, but how to educate our kids around money. Um, So many of us didn't get this growing up and we continue to not get this in schools. And sometimes parents feel like I'm not the expert, but lean on Dan and his materials. And this is, this is road tested stuff. Like this isn't just theory. You've actually done this with your students. You've talked about the families that you've helped. This, this can work. This is exciting. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me back. Thanks to Dan for joining us. His email again is dan at sheiksfreaks.com. I'll put that email in our show notes. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. And I hope your day is so money. 